can know, but how do we know? This is the study of epistemology. How we know is a philosophical question explored in many book-filled rooms over centuries. As Cory Doctorow said, we're not living through a crisis about what is true. We're living through a crisis about how we know whether something is true. On one side of the argument, we have evidence-based science backed by peer review. However, given science has been infected with the profit incentives and there are multiple rewards and career opportunities for cutting-edge innovation, the incentives have been corrupted. Peer review might be a collection of your work buddies who will all profit from the new science. Do we trust the peer review panel? Do we trust the data that they are drawing upon? What have they left out willfully? What have they obfuscated? Conversely, we have people who are so skeptical of all evidence-based science that they throw it out entirely and ask us to trust our intuition. Intuition is informed by our experiences, our culture, beliefs, and upbringing. Intuition, therefore, is an expression of what we know and believe prior to the news being introduced. This is bias, and it is a virus we all have. Between evidence-based science and intuition, we all have the ephemeral, weightless, immeasurable elements that defy evidence-based science. Is a photon a wave or a particle? Well, it depends on who is looking. Indigenous cultures have a way of knowing through direct experience, carrying a body of knowledge transmitted over time, cultivated through a deep connection with the law of the land. Hello, this is Christine McDougall, and this is Sunday Syndropy for November 5th, 2023. The topic for today, knowledge in the age of deception, building immunity. Thank you for listening. Layers upon layers of complexity are added to the question, how do we know? Because people from different worldviews interpret the same piece of content differently. Who is right? Or do most of us hold a partial truth? And if this is so, what do we do with our rigid fixed position? How do we consider the contradictions in perspectives from different worldviews? Are we open to understanding them? Do we have the willingness to step into another worldview so that we can understand each other? This does not imply agreement. Indeed, it is one of the most challenging tasks to be able to hold your center as we explore the centre and ground of another worldview, mainly when we're up against the most powerful weaponized propaganda machines ever created. Those nasty algorithms are incentivized to do one thing exceptionally well, snare us in its trap. I have learned the hard way that most people will not accept other facts when they are presenting their own facts. From one worldview does not equal fact from another. You cannot fight with fact. To even attempt to do so is a fool's game. Most of us want to trust the facts, but who gets to decide what are the facts? When I went to school, what I was taught about the history of Australia left out the majority of the fact that we were barbarous colonizers who killed our indigenous people indiscriminately. We attempted, and still do, to wipe out 65,000 years of wisdom, language, and culture. One of the most important personal development programs we could undertake, if we want a world with a future, is to explore with eager curiosity how we know we know.
We must ask, how do I know? Is it true? This must be a constant sequence of questions about every media bite we are exposed to. We need to cultivate with impeccable commitment our immune defense to deception, recognizing as we do that there is a difference between distrust, cynicism, skepticism, and healthy curiosity. If you've been around me long enough, you know that I love the study of words and their etymological roots. So here we go. Distrust, to doubt, have no confidence in. Technically, mistrust is a better word. Distrust invites the possibility of trust. Cynical, disposed to disbelieve or doubt the sincerity or value of social usages or personal character or motives, and to express it with sarcasm and sneers, disparaging the motives of others, cautious, kingish. Literally, cynical means dog-like. To be a cynic is to be sneering towards most things. There is little possibility of learning and knowing with a hardened cynic. Skepticism, a member of an ancient Greek school that doubted the possibility of real knowledge. From French, skeptique, and directly from Latin, skepticus, the skeptics. Noun use of adjective meaning inquiring, reflective. To be a healthy skeptic is to inquire and be reflective. Curiosity, inquiring to know, from cura, C-U-R-A, to care. The source of curiosity is from a well of care and interest. This past week, I have been bombarded with what I consider to be unhinged knowing with tragic circumstances. Unless we are genuinely willing to challenge our knowing, the stories we hold as true, the sources of our knowing, and hold the real possibility that our knowing is not true, even if there is a partial truth, then we demonstrate the fixed and rigid mindset that is an immovable block. Fundamentalism birthed by Protestant Christians in America in the early 1920s, expressed the view that the Bible as the word of God should be understood as it was written. The virgin bears the resurrection, everything true. The inability to challenge our sacred beliefs is an expression of fundamentalism. The costume and text differ. The actions and consequences of our fundamentalism vary from shrouding them and excluding them from society and education to assigning a group of people to a lower caste because of their birth to the more subtle accusations of crime, discrimination and judgment upon another by people who they have chosen to vaccination or have a pigment divergent from someone else's ideal or those who do not fit our societal norms of gender. The antidote is an open mind, a willingness to be wrong, curiosity, constant autopoetic self-challenge, commitment to knowing how you know, refusal to get caught in the reflexive drama of the news feed and propaganda, and a refusal to impose expertise uncorrelated with direct lived over time experience. I write these words with urgency. Humanity has already crossed the threshold of a viable life in some areas. We must, with wholehearted commitment, 
be vigilant to how we know we know everything. Everything is up for examination. If we do not do this, the trap of drama cycles and fundamentalism will ensure that instability increases. The Jim Jones of the world will convince too many of us to drink the Kool-Aid. If you are up for this, here is a place to start. Over the next week, list everything you hold as an absolute truth. Leave nothing. Then, apply the four steps of Byron Tatey's The Work. Step number one. Is it true? Step number two. Can you absolutely know that it is true? Step number three. How do you react when you believe that thought? Step number four. Who would you be without thought? Notice how you react when you believe that thought. If you react with a charge, if you react with a sense of righteousness, sense of certainty, fierce determination to protect, this is a worthy reaction to note. Who would you be without that is a great question. And we'd love to hear how you go. I'll be doing this myself. Indeed, I will be challenging one sacred cow every day. This episode was brought to you by the upcoming Synergistic Accounting Workshop, which is open now for registration. One of our previous Synergistic Accounting students described this workshop as remembering the divine value of everything. Humanity will not survive if we continue to use a monocurrency that needs endless growth to survive. We must begin to account for values that are weightless and immeasurable. We must include the investment of Mother Nature and the post-use cost of everything we make. This is not a dry accounting course. It is a way of accounting for, honoring, and recording value in all domains based on Lucky Fuller's 12 Degrees of Freedom. Its core is zero exploitation, zero colonization. You can read more and register. The link is in the show notes. I love answering your questions. So if you have any questions for this episode or previous episodes, please visit centropic.world forward slash podcast and click the orange button. Hi, Steve from Melbourne here. And my question is. Hi, this is Robin from warm and sunny Tanzania. My question is. Good morning. This is uh, Michael Freiber from Germany. My question is. Hi, this is Colleen in the Netherlands. My question is. Hi, this is Cindy from beautiful Cambridge. Hello, I am Paul Epping from the Netherlands. And my question for the podcast. Bonjour, my name is Dorothy from Brussels, Belgium. Hi, my name is Ivan from Cali, Colombia but I'm living in Bali right now. Uh, so my question is... Hi, I'm Rochelle Armstrong from North East Victoria, Australia. My question is... Hi, Earth. This is Lorraine in Montreal, Canada. And my question is... And that completes my question. And that completes my question.